Diary of the Dead. If Blair Witch Project and Paranormal Activity and Night of the Living Dead had a baby, this movie would be that baby's weird cousin who should have never been born. Taking place at the start of the zombie apocalypse, this movie stars a group of college film students recording the end of the world on their camera. But what happens when filmmaking puts lives at risk? A lot of people die. All the parts that should have been dramatic were funny. All the parts that should have been funny were weird. And all the rest of the movie left us very confused. But honestly, pretty entertained, if for the wrong reasons. Starring... Zombie from Plants vs. Zombies and Doug Cockle as Zombie Goosh. This is Diary of the Dead. This movie is horny as shit. <laughs> Their assholes are always out. It's mm-hmm. insane. Airtight. Awesome. I'm psychic in many ways. That guy's <laughs> had like three sandwiches this week. Let's fucking kill him. <laughs> that was, in a word, insane. And action! Woo! If you are listening to this podcast, you're fucking lost. Yeah. Yeah. You're a fucking moron. Welcome and back. And we'll say that again. You're a fucking moron. You're a fucking... I'm sorry. I, didn't, I don't mean that. Welcome back to the 5th, 6th, 7th or so filmed episode yes. of... Critical, Critical darlings. darlings. We have lights. We have a camera. We have a table. Action. It's wobbly. The it table's wobbly. wobbly. Let's just say that. We have a clown. We have a second clown behind me. Uh-huh. We have lights. We have a corner. Uh, hopefully the room's not too echoey. No, it, it sounded pretty good on the mic, so I think we're damn good. Yeah, yeah. And, and if it's not damn good... Give us a five-star review on iTunes and let us know. <laughs> yeah, please. I think our last review was from like a year and a half ago from uh-huh. from Mark, maybe. Um, I, it is 9.18 p.m. In the morning. And my name is Sir Maxim, drag king extraordinaire, comedian by night, improviser by later in the night, and drag king by the latest in the night, but always home before 2 a.m., making sure to swing by canes to get that box combo, replace that slaw with some toast, honey. My name is Sir Maxim. Um, and, and I'm Clayton. And this is Critical, Critical Darlings. Darlings. The only podcast. The only podcast. Clayton, how are you? I'm doing swell. How about you, Max? I'm doing really, really good. I got some Mio in the brain. Things have changed recently this last month. I've kind of got hooked on a lot of different things I wasn't hooked on before. I've let oh. some things fall by the wayside. Um, I, are, you, are you familiar with Mio? Uh, yes. Yes, I've heard you speak of it. I do speak of it I've seen you squirt it in your drinks. Into my drinks. Uh, Mio with energy. Pair that with uh, Gatorade electrolyte powder and okay. pop an antidepressant at the same time, you're damn good for the week. You're putting Gatorade in your Mia. Yeah. Well, you're I'm, making them yeah. one drink. It's like a it's like a potion. So uh-huh. it's it's a water base, two, three squirts of Mio, Gatorade electrolyte powder in it, swash it around, get your prep and your SSRIs in your hand, pop those back, mm-hmm. drink it, make sure you're drinking it in a Post Malone Cane's cup. Uh-huh. You cannot have a bad day. You cannot have a bad day. Mm-hmm. Do they work if they're not in the Post Malone's Cane cup? They Cane, they work Cane's fine. Cup. They work fine-ish. Honestly, I would prefer them to not be in mm-hmm. this Cane's cup. If you can see on the camera, 
Actually, this is the uh, Kane's Cup Mach 4. This is the final Kane's Cup that was released. It features Post Malone on it. Post Malone is up in there. As well as a, a, a whistling flower, a jovial butterfly, barbed wire. Just, mm-hmm. Or no, is that maybe a caterpillar? Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a knight. I don't understand. Does Post Malone like these things? This is like I a, have no idea. Like a knight, like a like a chivalrous knight. Um, mm-hmm. There's a dog, guitar. There's a morning star or maybe uh-huh. a mace. Yes. A sword, a diamond, more barbed wire. That has to be barbed wire. There's a red solo cup. That's uncouth. Mm-hmm. There's a cowboy hat, and there's Post Malone like vampire teeth. That's actually pretty cool. Sure. And uh, that's it. And it repeats. And of course, the Raising Cane's logo. Nice. Mm. Um, I got to say, I've heard some slander against that cup. I don't really like it, but no. it is my. It is. My favorite of the Post Malone of, Cups. Of the four. Yeah. So there's the four generations of Post Malone Cup. I have all of them. We have multiples of them in this house. Uh, we have two of these. I just don't love it. There's another red one that's a kind of a deeper red with black motifs. I don't don't like Post Malone being on the cup, personally. If Post uh-huh. Malone was there, if it was just illustrations and Post Malone wasn't there, I'd like it more. I just don't enjoy... I don't like him being on it. I don't know why. He freaks me out in a way. Yeah, Post Malone should leave the Post Malone cup to the cane. I just took the... I just swallowed some of this, and on the bottom of the cup, I saw glitter. There is glitter everywhere in my Uh body. Uh-oh. That's okay. I try to get glitter out of this house. I try to get it out of my crevices in my face. Glitter is everywhere. It's up my pussy. It's up my ass crack. It is up and down and left and right. Glitter is also safe to eat, right? Well, it's a microplastic. Uh oh. And I don't know if they're safe, but we are eating them. Uh huh. You know, so that's kind of the thing. That's true. Clayton? Yeah. What do we do on this podcast? What we do on this podcast is we will go to each other in good faith, me and Max, who have been friends for a long time. A very, a very long time. Five years. Yes. And we will take advantage of that friendship and we will hoist sadness upon the other. We will say, hey, I know you're having a rough week already, but you're going to watch this movie. You're going exactly. to watch Goat Story. You're, for example. Yes. Or you're going to watch Fart Story. You know, yes. Fart the Movie. Fart the Movie. <laughs> the movie. Sto- it, there was a story. Actually, there was no story. Actually. No, no. It, it was a movie. I, well, no, it wasn't a movie. So we watch it mostly together most of the time. Sometimes. sometimes with a friend. Sometimes, sometimes we take naps. A lot of times we're on our phones while we watch them. Well, reading the Wikipedia page, some say. Um, uh-huh. uh, and then we get onto this podcast. And that's yes. kind of where that the crazy stuff happens, I would uh-huh. say. Yeah. Max, I, I feel rude. We've not introduced our guest yet. Oh, you're right. You're right. Uh-huh. So this is a this some is someone who's very special to yes. me. They've been around for as long as we've been in Austin, at least. Yeah. So at least two, yeah. three years. Yeah. Quite a while now. Um, yeah. I think they've been in, uh, we, we met them through our roommate, of course. I believe yeah. that they have been in his life for much longer, longer, yeah. longer than ours. Um, but this is, of course, the one and the only uh, Randall Seymour uh, hanging betwixt us. Yeah. Um, his name is Randall Seymour. He is a clown by day. Uh, a very emotional, volatile crier by night. Uh-huh. And sometimes the twain shall meet And there. do. And people maybe don't laugh at it, although we do mm-hmm. want them to. And we intend for them to laugh at that idea. But people don't really laugh at it yet, but we'll get them next time, you know? We will get them. Get them. And that's the 
Critical darlings guarantee. <laughs> so before we talk about shit movies, have you watched any good movies, good TV shows, good media lately? I'm so glad you've asked, Max. Um, <laughs> Do you hate me? No. So, uh, uh, firstly, last night, um, I watched with Ellis. Well, I'm, 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 you're, you're getting emotional right I'm now. I'm throwing up in my mouth. You're frothing at the mouth. Um, I watched uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Um, not for the first time. Not for the no. first time, for like the sixth time. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was trying to show it to Ellis, though, because I was trying to convince them of a couple's costume for Halloween this year. You'd be with the rabbit? Um, I would not be the rabbit, okay. actually. Um, this, is, this was not a ploy to get Ellis to dress up as Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> Um, yet, yet, if I asked nicely, they would do that. It wouldn't be they too hard. Care from, as should any of my friends, if I ask nicely. I I would probably do it. Both mm-hmm. Hayden Hartrick would probably do it. Huffstepping would probably do it, but uh-huh. that's kind of in an ironic way. I don't know. Luke would. Luke, I think Luke would do it. Luke would do it, but. But he wouldn't be. He wouldn't be he sexy. Wouldn't, his enough. heart wouldn't be in it. Yeah. No. Hartrick would give it his all. I think I too. Mm. I would maybe kind of do it in an ironic way. Mm. I would want. I would not want to. But I should do like a male sexy Jessica Rabbit. That would be sexy. You know? I agree. You that should do a good. sexy Roger Rabbit. Oh yeah! Fuck yeah! I and I don't then do, get yeah. like a, a queen as like a crazy Jessica Rabbit and do like a duet. I don't do a lot of prosthetics, but I would love to do like a nose bunny prosthetic like that, mm-hmm. and then just paint my whole face white, get ears, and you're Jessica, you're uh-huh. Roger Rabbit, baby, right there. Yeah. God, that's good. But what costume? Do you want to keep it a surprise? Or um, I mean, it, most people who have seen the movie probably will know what I'm referring to. If not Jessica and Roger, but. Ellis will be Roger Rabbit. Nice. And I will be Detective Eddie Valiant. Oh, yeah, baby. Um, I feel like it fits both of our aesthetics and vibes to a certain extent. Very that, yeah. Um, And I'm excited about it. They agreed. They liked the movie. And so that's going to happen. Fuck yeah. Um, That makes sense Also, I don't know if this is still going on, but I urge uh, everyone to go to the polls right now. Um, Stay in line. Currently, back in theaters after uh, a, a after years. Uh, I think this movie released in two thousand six, but it is getting uh, put back in theaters for another theatrical run. Um, Old Boy by Park Chan Wook is back I'm not, in I'm theaters. Not familiar. Yeah. It is uh, one of the greatest movies ever made, in my opinion. Really? Um, now that's it is, that's controversial. Whoa! Somebody is in this room, and I had no idea they. Were <laughs> I even did not in know. The, I didn't even know here. they were in this house. Um, but I thought he was at work. Me? Can you go to work? Two. Can you get? Can you know what? We'll settle this later. What um, old boy is a, it's old a Korean boy. movie. Um, it is a thriller. It is a revenge movie. It's very crazy. Uh, and I highly recommend anybody who has not seen it, take advantage of this opportunity to see it in a theater. Um, because God damn, is that a good fucking movie? I'm very glad that after being a fan of it for a while, I got to see it on the big screen. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen any movies ever. No, I just don't do that. No, I haven't seen any movies since. Um, I mean, I always see the ones for this podcast. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched a movie. All, no, well, this was like three weeks ago or so, but uh-huh. I watched for the first time. This is my first foray into this. I watched Sailor Moon R, the movie. Sailor Moon R? 
I don't know why they're lettered. I'm going to have to ask River who showed me that. Mm. I don't know why they have letters on them. But it was my first time ever seeing anything Sailor Moon, and I loved it. Have you seen any Sailor Moon? Or I have any? not seen any Sailor Do Moon. You, 90s anime. How, what's your relationship to that? Um, One Piece started in the 90s. It did? Though okay. I think the anime may not have actually started in the 90s. That's what I was, that was thinking. Um, yeah. But uh, it, it feels very... 90s anime is the uh-huh. only way I can describe it. And it's so nice and pure and precious. I loved it. I really did love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what yeah. you should watch? What? I don't know if you'll like it. Um, what is it? But, what is it? Uh, Trigun. Um, and they actually just Try guys? Trigun. It's like Try Guys, right. but in, instead it's three guns. Um, okay. And one of them cheats on their wife. Yes. One of the guns uh, shoots another woman. Oh my god! Um, but <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ! Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm being slandered in the media. Um, but uh, it's very good. It's it's yeah. similar vibes to like Cowboy Bebop, but in like yeah. a space western Ooh. scenario. Sexy. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan. I like that. Yeah, I just haven't been able to watch any movies because, and we're almost at the end of it. But now. Je- the ninth week of the Grackle Games, the drag competition I am in, mm-hmm. has passed. I'm still in it. I'm in the top four. Yeah. Celebration. They started out with 12 performers, and now I'm number four amongst all the other number fours. I am really happy, but I have never been more tired in my entire life. I that am makes exhausted, sense. but I really am happy with the art I'm producing, so it's not like at a point where you know I'm just creating stuff I'm not proud of yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very fun. It's very challenging, and it's very exciting, and I feel like I've accomplished a lot, but at almost at the expense of like a lot of other things. Um, but it's okay because I knew what I was signing up for, and I think... Mm-hmm. I am happy with the way it's going and yeah. I'm, I'm really happy. So, but because of that, I, when I'm not preparing for that or working at my day job, I am just sleeping or just like literally sitting on my phone and doing like nothing. Um, and so other than watching Sailor Moon, I haven't really been doing anything. Mm-hmm. Period. 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 But I would like to watch more movies. I haven't seen, this is crazy. Haven't seen Barbie. Haven't seen Oppenheimer. Whoa. Because when, when they came out, I like didn't have any money at the time. And I was uh-huh. like, also like busy or whatever. So I was like, okay, I'll see it later. Um, never happened because I kept being like, well, I need to save my money for to buy this costume and to do this for Gawker Games, do this for Gawker Games. Well, Max, you're talking to an AMC A-list member who can get you free movie tickets. I didn't even realize that you can get other people free tickets. Yeah, I can. Ju- I mean, I you can just you just have to kind of pretend to be me, but not really. I I can just send you a screenshot of the QR code, bro, uh, from the the ticket. So literally, if you want to go see a movie, just tell me, and I I will because I get dude, three a week, so I'm not going to use that. God, dude, twenty twenty bucks a month. Yeah, that's too fucking good. That yeah. is too damn good. Yeah, phrases I've been saying a lot. Mm, that is too good. Can we get the bill? Takes a long receipt paper, 15, 15 pieces of paper. Another phrase I've been saying a lot. That was all one. <laughs> Another phrase I've been saying a lot. Um, you know Trixie Mattel? Yes. There was, uh, when she was on Drag Race Season 7, she did the, uh, like at the finale uh, live show, she was on the red carpet for that, and she was wearing this dress she looked so glamorous in. She thought she looked so good. She had this wig on, and she had this gorgeous pink dress, and she did her like really exaggerated big makeup, and another drag queen named Pearl walked up to her while she was on the, <laughs> on the red carpet, and Pearl said to Trixie Mattel, you are hilarious. <laughs> like looking at her outfit, and Trixie was like, what? And then Pearl like left, and Trixie was like, what? What does that mean? I'm hilarious. 
And then another queen, another queen named Kennedy Davenport, House of Davenport, uh, from Dallas, walks over to Trixie and is like, girl, I love you. You'll just wear anything. And just walked away. And Trixie was like, everyone thinks I look hideous. Oh, my God. So we've just been saying, you are hilarious to anyone who's just like <laughs> unaware that they're being like so embarrassing. Uh-huh. Do you want to hear? This is, I'm going to, I'm going to. Tosses on. This person is not a comedian, so I feel comfortable probably repeating their bit because I don't think they're going to do anything. John Mulaney? Um, yeah, I think so. It, it, he, he said John M. I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> um, but there's this guy that's new in town. Um, but this was, I was talking to Ellis, Ellis's friend and coworker, and she was telling me about this bit that she does that I thought was so fucking funny where whenever somebody's like gone from something or like, like say you came by and, or like you missed a fallout show. Um, and this actually would not be as funny with with our friend group, but basically if somebody like asked her like, so what happened at this thing? She just tells them, she picks like a random person that they know. And she would be like, yeah, John did the worm. (laughs) And so like (laughs) convincing Somebody that like somebody came into work and like did the fucking worm behind the bar. Um, I thought it was so that's fucking so, that's funny. So good. Um, there, there's this phrase that we say in the Grockle games, like you know, if you if you get eliminated, like you got the chop. You know, mm-hmm. you get the chop. Um, and so we have to say every week who we think deserves to get the chop that week. Mm-hmm. And, and me and River and me and a lot of other people have been replacing the word chop with bonk. As if, like, instead of getting eliminated when you lose, you just have a you giant club and you get bonked on the head. Uh-huh. It's like almost like the lottery. Like, your name is drawn from a hat and you get the bonk. And it's like Lady Grackle takes a giant, like, caveman club and just hits you on the head. <laughs> just scatters your brain. Who do you think should get the, the bonk tonight? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, like, death isn't um, certain with the bonk, but, uh-huh. but the bonking is happening to you. Yeah. I love... I love I love the phrase bonk is so good. It's really good. Bonk is damn good. Um, speaking of bonked, um, that's what you might do even to the noggin of a zombie if it was naughty. If it, if, if it, the situation called for such a thing. Yeah. Which leads us to the film of the week. Let's hit that theme song. Film of the week. We should definitely have the thing. We should definitely say we should have so many. Film of the week. Now that we're video and we'll be forever, and hold us to that audience. Exactly. Don't really. If we're audio next week, I don't want to hear a fucking thing about it. Yeah. Um. But honestly, we should get. I really, genuinely. I would. I've been wanting this for a long time. I want to. I want a soundboard. Right, because this is not a soundboard. It looks like it. It's just a. What is it? A translator? What's it called? It's uh, it's uh, <gasps> all right. Well, sorry that sorry that you started crying when you said that. So that brings us to our film of the week. I made it do echoes. Last week, Clayton made us watch Goat Story Two, Goat Story with Cheese. True. Right? It's just called Goat Story with Cheese. That's Goat right. Goat Story Two with Cheese. So fucked up. Uh, and so to get him back, I suggested a movie that I didn't realize I had seen before. I just heard Jenny Nicholson talking about it on one of her Patreon videos. And I was like, you know what? I want to watch that. Uh, it is called diary of the dead. Let's get a rundown. 
Diary of the Dead, rated R, 2007 slash 2008. I believe it came out in 2008, but it says 07. It's a horror slash thriller, hour and a half long. It is harrowing, bleak, and terrifying. Like my whole... (laughs) Come on. So while on location filming a horror movie, a group of college students find themselves overrun by zombies and ultimately end up capturing the epidemic on film. Released the day after Valentine's Day, 2008, Mm -hmm. director George A. Romero. Prequel, Land of the Dead. Sequel, Survival of the Dead. Distributed by... We don't need to say what... prequel and sequel? Yeah. Like in the same universe? That's what it seems like, but then in the Wikipedia uh, page, it was explaining, like you know, that they're they're like within the same like. But maybe those are. Maybe, um, God, I don't even want to look at it. Land of the Dead. I think I've seen this. Jeez, why are you watching these movies? So when I was a kid, oh yeah, I'll, I'll give some backstory. When I was a kid, I used to just like channel surf, no 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 no, no. and I maybe it was like ten eleven, and I would just watch movies. I would catch them as they were on TV. So I'd often I would often catch them in the middle, finish them halfway through or something like that, or mm-hmm. only see the first half. I didn't realize as a kid I saw the second half of this movie, and I started to realizing it started to realize it whenever we were watching it, and I was like, this looks familiar, that looks familiar. Oh, I know who the, I know this set piece. You know all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And this movie was part of my the, the the genesis of my fear of zombies, like of a zombie invasion when I was like ten, eleven. Mm-hmm. You know, cracked dot com. Uh, yeah, it's, like uh, it's like the Onion or like Hard Drive or just like a satire. Okay. I didn't website. Realize. Um, I think I don't know if it's all satire. It's like a joke website. Um, and but they would have articles about how a zombie apocalypse could happen. So I would read that online and think that it was real. And then I would watch this movie and then I would like watch stuff about zombies and I would just get so afraid of like a zombie apocalypse happening. You know, uh-huh. I should have realized, give it five years, everybody will be on their fucking phones. That's the zombie apocalypse. Wow. Wake up. Diary Start of the-, the clock. So George A. Romero is a director who is famous for other of the dead movies. The Night of the Living Dead. Day yeah. of the Dead. Land of the Dead. Exactly. Diary of the Dead. Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Diary of, of a Wimpy Kid, Dog Days of the Dead, Dog Days of the Dead, and more. Night of the Living Dead is a zombie horror media franchise created by George A. Romero beginning in 68, 1968. That's crazy. So, yeah. And this movie comes out literally 40 years after that. So yeah. he has been, but again, like these are not like sequels. You know, it's not like Iron Man 1, uh-huh. Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3. It's like Night of the Living Dead. This of the living dead, that of the living dead. It just explores ideas of zombie mm-hmm. apocalypses, which is a cool idea. I've only seen, I realized as a kid, again, I don't know why I was obsessed with zombies. Maybe they're like my thing. I watched the, I think the black and white Night of the Living Dead mm-hmm. on YouTube just alone. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember liking it. I remember thinking it was good. Um, I remember the ending made me really sad. Can I spoil it? Night, Night of the Living Dead? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Zombie apocalypse happens, but it's confined to a house. Uh-huh. And the last man standing beats all the zombies, has to sacrifice some people, da 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 um, and wakes up in the morning. And there's like troopers or policemen or the army or something is outside his, ho- has his house. After he's the only one living, he's killed all the zombies. And the policemen are like, like come out. Like, like are there any zombies in there? <laughs> are there any people in there? We're going to kill the zombies or something if there's people there. And the guy like looks out the window and he's like, he's going to be like, oh, look. Oh, wow. The 
the army's here. They're going to save me. And they think he's a zombie and they shoot him in the head. Damn. I remember watching that and being Sounds like. Sounds just like a fucking cop. What the fuck? Sounds just like a fucking pig. Right what the hey? I remember thinking that. What the hey is yeah. this? But it stuck with me for a long time. Mm, it really is crazy. Like, George Romero, the guy, the fucking inventor of the zombie movie, essentially, just went on to make these shitty sequels <laughs> for, I guess, the rest of his life. I heard, I heard the sequels are good, the other than this one. But I don't know where I heard that or who said that, and I don't know if I believe them. <laughs> I'd were, like to see it. What are your initial thoughts of Diary of the Dead? Diary of the Dead. Okay. I love a good found footage movie. Same. And when I found out this was found footage, I was so excited. I was also very excited. Um, <laughs> we've watched the the we've watched quite a few found footage movies. Yeah. On uh, this very podcast. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. All the paranormal activities. All the paranormal activities in one episode. They, they were so intoxicating to us yeah. that we sat down to watch one paranormal activity movie and we ended up watching six. One episode of the podcast was six paranormal activity movies. It was literally a thing where we like we watched one and I remember halfway through... I think Ellis or someone asked, like, what are you going to do after this movie? And I was like, we're going to watch the next one. Like, without even asking, I think, your opinion. I was like, we're probably going to watch the next one. Uh-huh. We would just end the movie and then just start the next one. We yeah. didn't even, like, schedule it. We just kept watching them. Uh-huh. And then it, it kept being like, oh, uh, yeah, well, we should probably watch the next one, too. And yeah. then at a certain point, I think, like, during the third one, I was, yeah. like, so hooked. Yeah. And, and we were just like, I guess... We should probably just watch all the, we're already like halfway there. Yeah, yeah. And this is just day one. Right. Yeah. It was all, it was like Wednesday, I think. Like, like right after we had recorded the previous episode. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that was fun. And they were very fun in like a kind of a campy, cool, in, uh, like interesting way. Mm-hmm. A little bit hokey, but, but yeah, the, the found footage element was fun. Yeah. Um, as much as I love found footage. Um, that is kind of the reason that I hate found footage when it is done poorly. In such uh, a way that is so bad. Some examples of things that can ruin found footage, um, stilted dialogue, uh, choices that do not track logically, yeah. <laughs> calling way, way, way too much attention to the fucking camera. There are scenes in this movie where... So first of all, there's a guy that's filming and people start being like, hey, man, you're filming right now. Come on. And he's like, I'm documumenting it, which if they left it there, perfect. makes sense. Yeah, that's what you do. He's documenting it for that's the posterity. most sense that you can make it make because and, this and, how, yeah, it's the beginning of the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. And then even though it doesn't like 100 percent, even though it's still like, OK, well, are you going to let your friend die? Like the audience in general will allow you that they'll be like, right. okay, he's filming to, to film and I'll allow it. Yeah. Um, however, uh, that is not where they leave it. And it is a main plot point that other characters keep going like, Hey, you're filming. And then at a certain point, there's a second, there's camera, a second camera and people pick up the second camera that are not this guy. They pick up the camera and go, this is what you look like right now. And then start filming and then continue filming for like three days of in-world time. I guess like to own him or something. Right. And so. <coughs> Stop it. 
That was such a dramatic. Um, that was so dramatic. You paused in your track. You looked like you had just been shot. My voice was like taken out of me by a uh. sea witch. Um, <laughs> so insane. Um, yeah. So I think the thesis of the uh, the whole movie that they were going for was mm-hmm. like you know. The main character, Jacob, I think, or something, he was so... Something with a J. So entranced and so, like, he's, like, a creative genius. Uh-huh. Or, like, he, he has to get this on film at the expense of his friends' lives. He's watching people being bitten and chased by zombies, and he's not doing anything because he wants to film it. Uh-huh. Which is, like, an interesting idea, except no. Like, it's, it's just yeah. done in such a way that is so not interesting and so they just pointed out so many times if he like slowly is going crazy and then there's a moment where he doesn't help his friends there's once that would be good but they mention it every damn scene he's in they're like yeah. put the camera down put the camera down put the camera down um there's yeah. like six scenes where somebody is being murdered and he's just yeah. watching pointing the camera at them. and every time he's having an important conversation it would be like if i was doing this mm-hmm. clayton <laughs> i think we need to break up I think we should definitely break up. We need to have we need to have a private conversation right now. This is just for the thing. Right? You can't be saying all these things to me. You're this is so just, this is just. For the so, podcast, I don't think this podcast right? should continue anymore. This is just for the while podcast, the camera right? is pointed at their Whew. faces. <laughs> you can breathe now. Okay. In like a paranormal activity, which I'm not saying is a great movie, but uh, like at least in that one, it's always like. The camera's on the floor, and you see their feet, and yeah, the conversation's happening. Yeah, because that's so much more fucking interesting than yeah. to be like, it's well, like, look, you know, we're about to have this conversation, and I'm going to set up the camera for it, because yeah. I bet that's what you want, isn't it? <laughs> well, I wish I wish there was... Uh, well, also, the main character's um, girlfriend, who I guess she's like kind of the secondary protagonist or whatever, uh, the filmmaker's girlfriend... Um, is also there, and mm. she is she is like the narrator of the whole film. Yeah, I would say she's even probably like the protagonist. the protagonist. Yeah, um, so she opens the film by kind of saying like, "What you're about to watch is a film I made using found footage from the past three days or whatever." You know, uh-huh. and she's like, "I." <laughs> she says this one phrase that kept coming back up. Uh-huh. She's it like, was "Haunting us." I edited the I edited the footage just a little bit and I added some dramatic music for effect. Keep that in mind uh-huh. because there are certain points where she adds like horror movie music to scenes that do not need to have it or uh-huh. scenes that it's like such a cinematic thing where it's like okay were you trying to make this look like a found footage film or were you trying to make what were you uh-huh. going for gal? Yeah. Yeah, it was really distracting especially cuz her argument is in that same little opening monologue she says I added music for effect because I want y'all, I want y'all to be scared watching this so y'all don't make the same mistakes we did, which already is stupid. Like, right. the mistakes they do are going place to place and getting killed by zombies. Like, there's and nothing slowly, that, like, yeah. the public needs to learn from this. Especially, again, the guy's a fucking idiot. I'm, I'm getting <laughs> off on a tangent, but I, this makes me so mad that he thinks that he needs to, like, record this and document it the world is getting eaten by zombies. Right. If this was contained to this city or this town yeah. or this one thing, yeah. But there's also this kind of backstory, like like C plot mm-hmm. implied thing happening where that where you see newscasts of like major media going like this is a hoax. This is fine. No one is dying. And it's like who is watching the the news and believing that? Because everyone is being eaten alive by zombies. So who needs to be convinced that this is a real thing happening if everyone is already being killed by zombies? Mm-hmm. Honestly, didn't love it. Didn't love it in that respect. No. But that's okay. 
Um, there's also one of the musical cues is deep in the heart of Texas, which certainly <laughs> didn't horrify me. Um, so I don't know why she threw that in there over the, in the same video where several of her friends die on screen. So, uh, another thing that I thought was very interesting is, um, that Stephen King, Wes Craven, um, and I can't remember. There was a whole list. Some other people all Simon Pegg, Quentin Tarantino. You had Quentin said. Tarantino was another one. I was like, what added? Like they were like, um, some vo- they did some like ADR voice bits for like the news montage parts or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I guess Romero thought this would be like a hit or maybe he thought this would be much more impactful than it is. Mm-hmm. Maybe I guess, <sighs> Are we watching this from the eyes of 2023 and seeing like now that found footage has kind of, it's like been done so many times in so many better ways and less stilted ways because this was 2008. So like he was uh, driven by the idea of like emerging media, quote unquote is what he said. They also refer to the internet as the net the entire time. That drove me crazy. In 2008, nobody was calling it the net. Maybe. Mm. I don't know. Like, and like uh, the web, the web and stuff. Um, and also, any there'd be points where Jacob would be filming something happening outside through a window, and you can hear the people yeah. twenty feet away mm-hmm. outside of a building, clear as day, as if they are mic'd with like lavalier mics on their fucking forehead. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's but it's a lot of stuff like that. Like that alone wouldn't have been bad, and it didn't ruin the movie. But it was like a whole bunch of stuff like that that just made it so not not uh effective let's yeah say that. It, it it ruined the immersion it did i was not immersed also um, i read in the trivia doing oh. research for this movie that all the actors were stage actors because so many of the film or the scenes went on for a long time and happened in like one set place uh-huh um that makes a lot of sense to me it, after seeing it this. really does make sense their delivery yeah. is so play like they were playing to the ble- the back seats i'll tell you exactly that and there were a couple people who I liked the performances of, specifically the the country girl whose name that uh, I think her name is Taylor. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Tracy. Tracy. Yes, I really really enjoyed her. Tracy uh-huh. Thurman from San Antonio, Texas. Don't mess with Texas. Uh-huh. Uh huh. She is yeah. one of the only like competent characters. Uh, she saves the day once when their car breaks down. She like gets under it and fixes the car because she's super handy. Yeah. Um, one thing that I didn't love in the, in the film that they were originally oh making, God, which is yeah. a mummy movie, which opens up the movie. Yes. Is like, she's yeah. running away and a mummy is chasing her. And one of the, the directors like, all right. And then the mummy's like going to grab you. And she's like, Oh what? And then my tits are going to fall out. Not happening. Uh, and then later in the movie, <laughs> the director watches her for like, he like follows her getting chased by one zombie by the actor who was playing the mummy in the student film. Yes. Uh, for like, like five, probably in world, probably like 10 minutes of time of him just following her like about to maybe get killed. Uh, and she even says, this is just like your stupid movie. Like it's a full circle moment. uh And then the zombie grabs her and rips her fucking dress down. God. Um, we see the, we see full frontal. Well, not, below but mm-hmm. we see her chest and it's just like come on yeah. dude like why did why did we have to do that um, luckily though she escapes the scene does like end well in one of the best moments of the movie she just says you know what fuck this and she yeah. steals the car from the group that's when deep in the heart of texas plays yeah 
uh, and she just drives away and leaves the movie and does yeah. not die, which I'm I'm pretty was, on board because we thought we saw her and we were like, well, she's dead, like number two. She's like number two dead because her boyfriend dies number two, uh-huh. uh, and so we we're like, she's number three. She's never gonna be number four or something. Uh, then she survives the whole time. It made me really happy. I was yeah. really happy with that. Me too. Um, is there anything that you walked away being like, I like that movie, other than other than her surviving? Um. I mean, okay, so there is one other character that is kind of a standout. Um, oh, my God. Which is, of course, uh, the deaf Amish man who writes on a chalkboard, uses a scythe for his weapon, um, He's in and throws dynamite as well. He's in, like, five minutes of the movie, and yeah. he has... They stay in his like barn. Like, seven great moments. Yeah, they, like, go to his barn uh, after they escape, like, the college they, they're at. By the way, the whole posse is Jacob, um, the girlfriend, I think Meg, I think is her name or something, um, uh-huh. or something like that. Uh, there's, like, um, the makeup guy, Tony. He's, like, a tough guy. There's, like, the kind of nerdy guy. There's uh, the blonde, the blonde like, Texan country girl and her boyfriend. And then there's their professor who is there, who is so dramatic and British. Um, and literally... They're like Jacob is making everyone introduce themselves, and at the very end, the professor's like, "Oh, and alas, you get to me. Hmm. Mm. A penny for my thoughts, you say. Yeah, you say that. Well, <laughs> I don't have anyone with me. I don't have any hopes. No family. And we're like, shut up. Like no one is talking uh-huh. like this. Also, whenever they're doing the student film, the mummy film, everyone in it hates it. But the professor says. No, this is a good film. It's going to be good. It has stinging social satire. And it's like, what? Mm-hmm. A mummy movie? God. Yeah, it's he is one of the most like wacky characters. And I love um, it. But genuinely, most of the film was just pretty lackluster. I really like talking about our, our Amish friend. Yeah. Uh, the way he dies is a zombie hops on him and is starting to eat him from the back and he doesn't want to let it go. So he stabs himself in the head with the scythe in such a way to kill both him and the zombie. That was amazing. Yeah. So he's yeah. fucking awesome. Uh, there's another part that I don't think was good for the movie, but it made me chuckle and hee haw girl. It was, uh, Jacob was in the girls' dormitory right after they get the news of the zombie apocalypse. The girls' dorm is, like, all uh, empty oh, now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so he's, like, See, this of, is why I want a soundboard, because if we yeah. could play that on the soundboard. I would love oh, that. Oh, my we, God. Oh, we definitely, I think a soundboard could easily help us, so we could, like, play clips Put of the clips, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah fully clips every week. Yeah, that, would be that awesome. is on the list. So then he's like walking through creeping through like the, the abandoned girl's dorm. He's like, but he has the camera. So he's filming everything. And then he turns the corner and then he sees a door open and this like kind of burly guy out and he's like holding like a TV or something. And uh-huh. he's looting the dorm. Yeah. And Jacob says, what are you doing? And he says, stealing. What are you doing? You got a camera in the girl's dorm. <laughs> I liked your style. Well, you better take some stuff before I take everything. <laughs> Uh-huh. And he says all of that uninterrupted and runs off in such a way that is so amazing that they, they probably had an open like cattle call uh, audition, just made everyone stand in the line and deliver that. They thought his was the best, brought him in for five minutes of filming and made him go, paid him 20 bucks and two drink tickets for the bar down the street. Mm-hmm. Just like my drag. Did you know, I don't know if you know this, every time I do a number, I get two drink tickets. Isn't oh, wow. Oftentimes it's how I'm paid. Nice. <laughs> well, uh, early on. At uh, at a theater that we perform at together, I don't want to name names, but I think it's foolish. They have a bar. I think I think it's foolish that they don't give drink tickets. 
It makes me mad. I love paying for my drinks, even if uh, you know I have drink tickets. Sometimes I just throw them right away. I say, "Don't take. I don't want those." Mm, the fucking shitty dive bars we used to do open mics at would give us drink tickets for a fucking open mic, and we're getting these. We're getting these motherfuckers money. That's also and they don't why. Give us a drink ticket. A dwink ticket. They used to get a dwink ticket. They used to get mad at us, remember, because no one would tip because we were all 18, 19 year olds uh-huh. and we had literally no money, like no money. Uh-huh. Um, and then someone was like, you're supposed to tip when you have, when you get a free drink, like after you give a drink ticket or something. And I was like, I literally didn't know that. Like I did not know that cause I don't uh-huh. have any money, but then I did, or I just wouldn't get a drink. Yeah. I also, I actually genuinely, I don't think I ever used a drink ticket back I, in those days. I, would get like a I was drinking tea. so seldom back then. And and it was, that was like yeah. a two-year period of my life where I was just like... Never drank. I was just not a drinker. Stand up, drank. That l- was literally us that every was, Monday night. Oh, was it on my God. It was on Wednesdays at, yes. at Buzzmill, yes. at least. Yeah, yeah. Rip Buzzmill in San Marcos. drop. Literally. Not that it exists anymore. Also, not that it was like the glory days. It was like such like the... <laughs> Like the worst time ever. Like uh-huh. it was fun. It's, it was usually it's fun. fun. It was fun because there was no point. Yes, <laughs> in that we would go and sit down. There would maybe be like five audience members and then, and then like us. eight comics. Yeah, it was fun because I was with my friends. It's like yeah. the only re- the, during the summers when no one was there and I would go, I'd be like, "Why am I here? Why I'm 19, 20 years old? I should be. Uh-huh. I should be fucking, dude. I should be fucking every night." That is the worst. Feeling. I, there was a long period of time where yeah. I was obligated to be at every open oh mic in San God. Marcos. Uh, that was like to, part of your pitch. Yeah. Yes, something that I, I had kind of pitched. And then for for one reason or another, I ended up having to go to a lot more than I had planned on. So it would be like Monday night you would go, Tuesday night you go, Wednesday night you go, Thursday night you go. Yes, <laughs> yes. Four mics a week. Um, and For the whole it mic. fucking sucked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of times I would just go and there was like one person that I needed to watch. For those who are not aware, I was watching, uh, I was the stand-up chair of a comedy organization. And so I had, I had basically, Hey, don't sound too excited about it. I had promised to like help, uh, these people watch their progress and do this kind of stuff. And so I would be at every mic so that if there were people there that I needed to help out, I would be there to watch their set and give them advice. And, and if stuff. you're not familiar with how a uh, stand-up open mic goes, you have lived a great, blessed, happy life. Yeah. Full, and your parents probably Truly, loved you. You got a lot of attention as a kid. If you have good. never been to an open mic, call your parents right now and thank them. <laughs> Um, Seriously, or if you've never been into an open mic, you're probably not listening to this podcast because you probably have a full time job. Yeah, you, you probably to. have a job. Um, probably your your spouse is like taking a lot of your time. Uh, your if you, family, you, you maybe. don't want like your children, your beautiful children, to overhear this. <laughs> um, you listen to it while blasting rock music at the same time. Uh-huh. No, but they, they would go from maybe they would start at like eight, and they would usually end at like midnight or mm-hmm. nine to midnight. Maybe not super late, but like it, it would just, they would go as long as how many people signed up. And a lot of times during the peak times, they would get a full sign up list. And it would be a lot of people, either first timers or like within their first six months. So it would not be very good. So Clayton here would sit through that whole damn thing. It was a, it was so fucking demoralizing. Yeah. Especially because I would just be going up all the time and I would do. I was like unlearning jokes where I would have jokes that I knew worked and I would go up and do them in front of these like audiences of two people that hate me (laughs) that I've never met that hate me. 
And I would, who, I who would, goes to I an open would mic get for fun? so demoralized that I would be like, I don't know if I can do that joke again. <laughs> um, who would go to an open mic for fun? Who's like, oh, they have a comedy open mic tonight. Let's go, let's go watch um, that. Who's going to go to an open mic and be like, yeah, maybe I'll laugh. Let's see if they can earn it. <laughs> God, I don't know why we did that. I do. Yeah, we, we were we, we were trying, trying to, to work, and honestly, it. It was fun. I time. may be finding myself pretty soon back at open mics, uh, because I like stand up. Don't do it. I know. I do love. So there is a show called BTBD. I'll actually be hosting Big Titties, Bigger, Bigger Dreams. Dreams. Uh, but I'll be hosting a version called Big Dick, Big Dick, Bigger Dreams, right? BDBD because my BDBD dr- period. My drag mother Bridget is going to be out of town during one of them, and um, I. First did BTBD a year ago during the first one in October I think was the first one. It's like a, essentially a sign up open mic for drag, and that open mic experience. It's insane the the stark difference between a drag open mic and a stand up open mic. Uh huh. Um, well, people like drag performers, <laughs> and also drag performers are inspiring. Uh-huh. They are inspired themselves. Uh-huh. They are ready to create art. Stand-up they contribute to a community. Right. They, a lot of the numbers are just fun to to watch, uh-huh. and they a lot put of them are talented. effort into their craft. They're excited to do it. They get they're excited because they're getting paid to do it too. They have tips. Uh-huh. Also, it's. <laughs> Every single person there is in the same like brain, so everyone's happy. Everyone's in a mm. good space. 7 p.m. on a Saturday night, not too bad, not too hot. Everyone likes the bar. You maybe you might even get a free drink ticket, I think, um, for that one. And um, and you just know you're gonna have a good time, and you're gonna meet people and get professional photos taken. It's a great experience. Stand up open mics are one of the punishments in the layers of hell. It yeah. is one of. The- like the most demoralizing experiences. Uh-huh. It's the exact opposite. Everything I said about a drag open mic is the exact opposite. Yeah, everyone hates each other. It's all egos. Mm-hmm. Everyone is just trying to like, you know, not laugh at other people's jokes, but laugh at their own jokes. Yeah, and then like <sighs> if you go up and you do well, you'll get off stage, and the other comedians are like, "Oh wow, you seem, seems like they really like your stuff." I, I guess you know it, it's easy to laugh at, huh? And it's like, you come fuck. on, dude. It's like. We are in we are in the bottom. Like we're not just in the bottom of like the stand up world. We yeah. are in the bottom, like the bottom, the one. Um, and was- you're sitting here trying to be slightly above me, you coward. Fucking accept your fate. Die. <laughs> but we love what we do. We love what we, we do. I love also, it. Also, please come to I've our improv show. I've never been more fulfilled. <laughs> I, truly, I'm saying this. I haven't done stand-up in like five years, but I think I'm going to make a comeback. Do you miss it? Genuinely, I do miss it. I really like stand-up. Yeah. I, I think I realized what made me tra- like alternate from stand-up to drag was that I think I just missed doing it and having like a purpose to do it because I feel like when I was doing stand-up for the Comass shows in college, I would be like, I want to make my friends laugh. Uh-huh. I want to make my community happy you know and enjoyed the time with my community and yeah. i get a lot of that from drag now i don't get any of that from stand-up because we moved to austin it was such a different community yeah. you know and it was just not as gay there are a lot of amazing queer stand-up comedians mm-hmm. and just improvisers and they're amazing but like very uh, much in the minority in this city and it's very demoralizing especially with fucking roe jogan let's say that yeah Roe Ro v. Wade. Certain certain spots in Austin are like, oh look, we, we we come here. There's a lot of like women comics. There's a lot of 
queer comics queer and comics. you're like cool and then you go somewhere else and you realize why they're all congregating in the same spaces but, because there are certain areas that have been claimed by the horribles that um, is such a good point yeah you're like you find these pockets of great communities and you're like this is awesome and then you realize why they're a pocket that's a that's a really smart observation i'm surprised thank you thank you <laughs> clayton what how many zombies out of wait how are we how far are we we're, we're at about that nice. time. Nice. How many zombies... Mm, let me think. Actually, before any of that. Yeah. I was asked a very interesting question earlier today. As far as monsters go on your list, what are like your top three enjoyable monsters if you saw a monster movie? you know, Enjoyable monsters. God. I don't know. I, I don't watch a lot of stuff generally Same. that is like monster Monstery. movies. Monstery. I guess I theoretically like... Um, Fucking, uh, I, I I like vampires. I, I guess. was gonna say I I'm kind of over the undead of it all. Like uh-huh. zombies, any kind of like zombie like creature, a monster who was dead and then came back to life in any way. Frankenstein is different because there's, there's there's a philosophizing about a Frankenstein. You know, yeah. There's about life, but like a zombie, just a kind of mind. I'm kind of over that. You know, yeah. I am over that. Hey. I love a vampire. I really. I I'm, I enjoy like a Loch Ness. I really enjoy a Loch Ness moment. Yeah. Any kind of sea monster, I really enjoy. Long mm. neck, slender, kind of tight body. Mm-hmm. You can kind of you know like it's sleek and soft when you touch it, and it looks at you You're and jerking like it, off right now. I really <laughs> for the audio listeners. <laughs> this doesn't work on video, video. listeners. You better stay attuned. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I lo- so I'll I also I also love a mummy. That I know that goes against the zombie mm-hmm. as the argument I was making. I love the curse of a mummy. Uh-huh. Mummy opens its mouth and the stink flies out. Yeah, your line. mummy's breath is so bad. Bad. I love a mummy though. I really do uh, love a mummy. I'm a mummy's boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also li- I think I like anything that is like a cryptid. In general, oh, yeah. or just like anything yeah. that is uh-huh. like ideological, uh, yeah. like if if we're getting into like specific monsters, yeah, anything like I haven't seen it, but I assume the Babadook or the Bye Bye Babadook? Man. I've not seen it's Babadook. Good. It's like it's like a it's a nice good movie. It's, I've heard. I feel like it's good in the same way that Barbarian is good. Uh huh. Nah, Bob Babadook. We don't, we don't even. Um, it it didn't change the world, but I thought it was a good movie, and oh, it's yeah. like I feel like referenced a lot. Uh-huh. Um, I yeah. hear a lot of people say how good it is. Babadook. I should do a Babadook. Oh, Babadook look. Uh-huh. I should do a Babadook look. A Babadook look would eat for Halloween. I should probably plan a lot of my upcoming October. Oh, looks. yeah. You're going to have to do all kinds of creepy, scary stuff. I'm really booked out for September. I feel really good. Um, oh, yeah? But I want to... I'm coming up with a lot of different mixes. I'm excited, but now I want to start planning for October. That's exciting. Hell, yeah. Oh, that's going to be so fun. <gasps> Yeah, that'll be so much fun. Sorry, I just got a shiver. That's my body telling me not to do it. But Max, how many zombie out of 10 would you give this? I would give it, honestly, there was like a charmingness to it that it was trying to be this found footage movie and it didn't succeed. I would say it's like a 4 out of 10. Nice. Yeah. For me, I am not going to be quite as charitable. I'm going to say this is a 2. Critic and darling, baby. Critic and darling. A few more questions I have for you. Could yeah. you think if there was like a world-ending zombie apocalypse, like Walking Dead, mm, Night of I Living could take Dead? 
There we go. I asked Clayton while we were watching this. I've asked him a lot. I don't know why I continue to go back to this idea. Uh-huh. Um, I'll ask you again. Would you take your own life in a zombie apocalypse that looked like a doomsday? No. And I, I genuinely, no. I think this is just my spirit. This is not any any sense of like conf, confidence or anything. Right. I just think in any situation like that, I'm probably not going to kill myself unless I am like haunted. Or something. If, if there's something that is like mentally torturing me that I can't get rid of, like a spirit of some sort, maybe then I'll go ahead and blow my brain out. But that is scarier to me because if it's a zombie apocalypse, to me, ending your own life, I feel like is a way out. If it's uh-huh. like a mental spirit, there to me, that kind of tells me even if you shoot yourself in the head, it's still going to haunt you in the afterlife. Like uh-huh. that implies an afterlife that you're going to have to tassel with that spirit there. Maybe you could kind of duke it out there. You're good with, you're good with fisticuffs. Are you good with the mental battle? Um, yeah. I Period. practice chess every day yeah. of my life. Say that. I another, will. Another thing. Your go-to weapon in zombie apocalypse. Um, I think probably like a sledgehammer. Yeah, that's good. I love a good hammer. I would just do a baseball bat with a bunch of fucking nails in it, baby. Baseball bat's good. Mm, well, no, I wouldn't because I I wouldn't want to get up close to it. Like, the, I would want to be as ranged as possible, but I'm not good with ranged stuff because of ammo. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe a whip. But a whip, what would a whip do? Uh-huh. Like, okay, you would whip it, then it would be like... Okay, yeah, zombies don't care about whips. Yeah, maybe... Yeah, I guess I would just do like a big... A big stick... Like, I mean, a bonk, a bonk club, you know, I know they're not called a bonk, but like a bonk, a bonk, mm. you know, what I'm like a bonk, you know what I'm saying? Like you're holding a bonk. A bonk. I'm imagining right now the stuff that cavemen hit each other exactly. with. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That is uh, what I'm talking about. We don't have any bonks in society. No one gets bonked because we have these weird fucked up prison industrial complexes. If we just took criminals and, and bonked them. They would, and then it kind of rearranges something in their brain chemistry, maybe, and mm. that would make them go, oh, because they would go, like, bonk, the birds, uh-huh. and that that's kind of like, so you know how in that one Black Mirror episode, you can see with your eyes, you can see who's like a felon? That is how yeah. that is how criminals signal to the to the public that they are uh-huh. a criminal. They They've have got a bonk. big knots on their head. They have a yeah. bonk knot, like like you uh-huh. know Looney Tunes, and if if so, if you're walking around, you're like you see someone. You have a bonk knot. You did something bad, but you were punished for it. Yeah. Be more suspicious of the people who don't have the uh-huh. thing on their head because that <laughs> means they might have done something bad and got uh-huh. away with it. Say uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody who has not been punished is a criminal in our eyes. Um, guilty until proven. Guilty until guilty. in jail. <laughs> no, in bonk. Guilty until bonk. In bonk we trust. I True. do. There's something about bonking that I'm so into right now. Like bonking. Like it's in, you know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> because if you have a zombie, uh-huh. zombie walking around, bonk on the head, the way that zombies kind of work, I know this, the way that zombies work is their head would go down into the shoulders. Uh huh. And it's kind of like, you know, kind of like walking around because you bonked it down. And <laughs> Does it's that of, help your situation? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because. Then it's like kind of like it's like fucked up. Like it can't reach you. <laughs> yeah. Max. Flamethrower. That's a good one. Flamethrower is a great one. But again, ammo. You still you'll run out of gasoline. Match. But the zombie like goes like that. 
a match. <laughs> nice. Gasoline in a match. But again, we're talking, talking about You're going to run out. Anyway, that's that's my thing. Uh-huh. So what we do on this podcast every single freaking week, going forward and going back, going left and right, diagonal, if you're thinking of a compet, you know, whatever. Anyway. So. Uh-huh. We watch bad movies. Yeah. Like we were saying earlier, so Diary of the Dead was the movie I told us to watch. Clayton's going to go ahead and go around that merry-go-round give me a movie to... Get over get, it. Um, I'm like getting emotional because we've just been doing this for so get long and I love it. it. He's going to make me watch a movie against my will, Clockwork Orange style, and I'm going to love it because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a darling. Uh-huh. Max. I can't talk today. I'm going to give you a choice. One of, one of the famous Clayton's choices uh, between... Two films. One of them is a film tailor-picked, hand-picked by Clayton to kind of be a palate cleanser to this, to watch wash the taste out of our mouths for this. The other movie is one of those strangest movies. I really don't know. I've never seen it. I don't know much about it at all. Okay. This is just a very odd movie. Very, very weird that this movie exists. Okay. Which one would you like? But they're both bad. They both fit the criteria for this podcast. <laughs> I I want to see The Strange. I want to see okay, The Strange. Okay, okay. The other one, Trust, will be seen on this podcast. Okay, so. I'm excited. Um, But. It's a big but. Tell me. Who's your favorite president? Carter. Carter. Jimmy Carter. The Living Doll. True. Um, would you say you're quite familiar with presidents? Yeah. I Honestly, I could do Washington, Adams, Jefferson, Madison, Monroe, Adams, Wisconsin. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so I was. my next question was about to be, if I gave you numbers, would you be able to name them? Um, uh, yeah, probably. Okay. 16. Abraham Lincoln. Of course, of course. <laughs> Everybody knows it. Yeah. Everybody knows it. 45. Um, uh, 45 is, of course, Mr. Trump. Mr. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> yes, quite. Yes, quite. Um, what He's what back. do you know? What do you know about Mr. Lincoln? That he's a vampire hunter. Abraham Lincoln, colon, I think. Vampire, vampire hunter. hunter and you like vampires fuck yeah, yeah we it, it, it just came up i didn't even think about that fuck yeah um, i have heard of this movie i don't understand it i, don't I know, know the about title it. i know the cover i don't know fucking anything based on the title I, I can make assumptions about what it's about based on the title uh-huh. <laughs> i assume abraham lincoln is hunting vampires yeah in um, his in his time period yes in, oh no it's gonna be like civil war time period this is a pro- probably after emancipation, but before he was assassinated. Yeah, how how, how oh, long like, was like the six month window or something? <laughs> he was reelected. Uh, he yeah. learned how to vampire hunt in that time. You have to. You have to. Back then, you had to be a vampire hunter. Wait, isn't there lore that like, well, there was like an old timey vampire hunting kit. Didn't Abraham Lincoln like have one or something? Like it was like it belonged to the White House or ah. something. So I might be wrong, but. Okay. Yeah, but it's like some old thing. I didn't know that. Sorry. But I believe it. Um, but 
next time we will be watching Abraham Lincoln Vampire, Vampire Hunter. Hunter. I'm very excited about it. But for now, we're closing up shop. Lights, camera, taking the curtain down. Closing time. One last call for alcohol. So finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time. My nails are so long right now that like I'm like scratching things and it's really making me uncomfortable. I was putting my hand in these like gloves that were um, lace, I think, or maybe fishnet gloves and the nails kept getting stuck in them. And it was so agonizing to me because I, I would, I thought like, like whenever you put socks on a dog and the dog starts like screaming and crying and running around, you have to like hold it down and put the socks on it and say like, take the photo, take the photo. It's cute, you know, but the dog doesn't want to. And you kind of think like, why does this dog love me if it doesn't want to take the photo? I felt very much like the dog and it felt like my career as doing drag was the owner. Ruff. But I've been Clayton Shellman. And I have been Sir Maxim. And, and as, as always, always stay, stay critical, critical darlings, darlings, or bye. else. Bye.